You're listening to Saturday Chronicle here on Scarif Bay Community Radio and we're delighted to be joined by Mike Rogers, a local from Scarif as well, and he's here to talk to us about the Scarif Martyrs. Mike, you're very welcome to the programme. Thank you, Dara. Um, the story of the Scarif Martyrs. Now, we have touched on it a lot in recent times, but just if you could briefly describe the story and your connection uh, to one of the Scarif Martyrs. I suppose, Dara, to start with, uh, I'm a grandnephew of Alfie Rogers. Um, I um, lucky enough, I suppose, to be uh, living and working in, in uh, the premises where Alfie was born back in 1897, I think it was. Um, he was one of four children, and I suppose, that, like no different other times, uh, Ireland was very political at the time, and there was a lot of difficulties with with uh, England and the. British Army and that at the time and Alfie got involved in the struggle as they called it at that time and how to, to I suppose um, free Ireland as they saw it um, which brought its own difficulties um, he was involved in the East Clare Brigade of the IRA um, the Yeah and I suppose that was going to bring me to my next question, at the time we're talking about 1920 it was very nationalist and republican so I suppose, what was his reasoning for joining the East Clare IRA? Was it again to try and fight back Britain, in other words, really? Um, I, I, absolutely, I'd say, but I suppose you have to go back to 1918, really, when it started for him, probably, and, and you know, he was a, he was very patriotic. He was a very strong Gael Gore and mm. um, very straight and honourable and religious boy, I suppose, the, the core values of of most nationalists um, were very much to the fore with him. Um, and I, I, I suppose there, to be honest, he got swept up in, in the movement that was there at the time, which is quite understandable. And I suppose if just today, maybe some of us could be swept up in it easily too. Yeah, you know? and unfortunately, because he joined the East Clare IRA, it led to, unfortunately, the, the execution of him and three other men as well. Did you? Yeah, and it's also yeah. worth remembering, like, two doors down from where he was born, there was an RIC barracks. Yes. So they lived it every day. They saw them passing every day. They were intimidated. Um, our our home shop was looted on regular occasions. Um, they weren't the easiest to deal with. No. And um, there was a lot of incidents around East Clare. East Clare was a hotbed at the time, um, as well as has been well documented, you know. But I suppose... Alfie grown up like he was in in he was earmarked to be the one to take over the family business and um he was went to school in Limerick with the view that he'd go on to college and and come back and run the business but the story never finished for and, him and, and, and took from, a different direction yeah but from stories that you've heard of your your granduncle um what sort of a person was he um the, the stories of Alfie are are you know, we generally wouldn't have too much. We've picked up an awful lot now from Dr. Tomas when he did his course, research yes, on it because yeah. um, it's probably hard for people to understand there, but it, it was never really spoken of, um, especially with younger people around. The row was kind of shoved into the background a little bit. And mm -hmm. But what we know of Alfie was he was very clever boy. He was uh, a fluent Irish speaker. Um from the letters he has written, it appears that he was very religious. Mm -hmm. um, he was a regular mass scorer, and, and um, of course, he had a sister that went on to join the nuns. He was very much a family man. 
a bit of a rogue, a bit of a bio, and 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 I've no doubt there was a streak in him too that you know he 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 did what needed to be done. And mm-hmm. um, you know because I'm just looking, I have Thomas McAmara's book here in front of me, the Scarif Matters, and you mentioned Limerick. He went to um, my right Munger College, yeah. yes. And John Fahey, the, the Jesuit rector of Munger College, uh, after the executions, uh, described. I, I need not tell you how grieved I am at the loss of our darling Alfie. He was fond, and we were all. Uh, he, we were all. Uh, he was a very bright and funny boy, and all his good qualities come up before me as I write and his funny stories. So really, people um, were very fond of him. They were very fond. They were, of him. yeah. And I, I, I suppose um, in Tomas's book there he has uh, letters that he has printed and, and put in the book. But there's many, many more at home of people from all over Ireland that have written um, with their sympathy notes to mm-hmm. his parents mm-hmm. um, highlighting his his um, character and and it was it was a difficult time for him yeah. very difficult time and and like they didn't get time to grieve because the intimidation came even hot and heavier after the funeral from the RAC and from the Black and Tans. yeah yeah and, and I know and you kind of mentioned it there the executions itself they caused huge uproar um, across all of East Clare, really. Um, but could you just briefly describe, if you can, uh, the events leading up to the executions and the, the executions itself, if you can, or is that too much well, to ask? Uh, no, it's not. Uh, in, in the book is well detailed of activities they were at involved in in Broadford and up as far as West Clare. So there was no doubt that the three lads themselves were uh, sought after yeah. and they, they were on the wanted list. No, they were very young. Um, I suppose one of the biggest reasons was they tried to take out the RIC barracks in Scarif, which was two doors down from from our own house, um, and that failed. Um, so they were they were on the run. People knew they were on the run. They had a uh, safe house in Whitegate, and they had moved from there down to Woodford, and they were told to stay out of the area. But they... they uh, weren't received too well in Woodford, I think, at the time, and they were moved, which is understandable too, because the reprisals for being a safe house were severe. So they moved back to Whitegate, and they had, for I suppose for their last night, they had a great night, and that they played cards and had crack and tea, and they wanted people to stay on with them when they stayed in Williamstown House, and I suppose. Unfortunately, they didn't know what was expected. They to didn't come. No, 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 and uh, they went to bed that night and. The following morning, the auxiliaries came up through Williamstown in a boat and, and caught them in Williamstown House. And, of course, I suppose it being been a sad story. Uh, Mike Legan, who was very much an innocent bystander, and it was taken as well. As and he was the caretaker. As of also the, were the two yeah. Conways who were very yeah. lucky that they didn't meet yeah. the same fate yeah. the same day. Yeah, so I suppose, um, looking now at recent times, how how is the or how is the was the story commemorated and how has it been resurrected? Yeah, well, again, uh, the story I suppose how it was uh, remembered was was privately I'd say more so than publicly. And the first one really I would say was the fiftieth anniversary, which was a big occasion. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you know, like there's great credit due to the East Clare Memorial Com- Committee, like. It's it's a popular story now. Tomás has written his book, and it's and everybody knows about it, I suppose. And but for many many years, it was it was wasn't talked about really. And, you know, there's great credit due to the East Clare Memorial Committee and the people at Tungreni there in the Memorial Park and 
Mayor Ryan and Brendan Rogers and Danny Dillon, the Lord of Merciful and Councillor Pat Hayes, the work that they do, and and Tomas himself, um, they've really kept the story alive, I suppose, and like they've been laying reeds on Easter Sundays and and Tungrain in Scarif, and there might have only been ten people, mm-hmm. and thankfully now I suppose there's big crowds there to see it, and uh, people know the story now as part of their history, and they're they're interested to know about it now. It's and it's nice, and nice to remember. I suppose what was the the significance of their actions back in 1920, in your opinion? Oh, jeez, that's a load of question, Artis. Um, I suppose that, that that can never be known because we can never know the outcome from actions further down the line. But, like, where would Ireland have ended up without the actions of those people and mm-hmm. the bravery of those yes, people? Yes, yes. Um, like, we, we'd probably all have been subjects for a very big funeral two weeks ago had had they not stood up for Ireland and, and fought for Ireland at the time. Um, yeah, and I suppose looking back on the events um, in 1920, you must be very proud of your granduncle for what he did at the time. Absolutely. There's, there, there's no question of it. Ireland was an occupied country at the time. Very similar to a story in other countries today, larger scale probably, but we we were bound to be British subjects at that time and we certainly would not be here today in, in the guys we're in only for the actions of those and thousands of people around the country. Mm-hmm. And I suppose finally, um, how was this you know, event and the whole executions perceived from a, a family point of view? Um, naturally, you, you just said it, we're, we're very proud of Alfie and, and you know, we I suppose to say you'd wish someone else carried the 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 chalice and it yes. wasn't our story, but yes. it, it is our story, no different to the McMahons and the Egans and and the Gildays and um, I suppose from the commemorations that have passed and it's a pity the COVID coincided with it because uh, it limited um, the celebrations if we can call it that. But to meet with Gildays and McMahons and connections of other families and people that were directed or directly affected and people that knew the story for different reasons. Um, it's It's been lovely to recount it and, and to be able to talk about it and to meet them all. Mm-hmm. Um, it's in, And it's been important, I suppose, you know, it's it's enshrined in history now and it's documented and, and done well. Mike, I think we'll have to leave it there. Um, I think you've answered all my questions that I need to know. So thank you so, so much for coming into the Scarborough no Radio. Thank you. You're very welcome.